News Talk Lunchtime with Jonathan Healy. Thanks to Vodafone. Think forward, get ahead with Vodafone Red Business. Mary, first of all, why did you go down the surrogacy route? So, hi, Jonathan. Um, well, uh, unfortunately, we had no option but to go down the surrogacy route. Um, when I was a young teenager, it was discovered uh, while I had a medical procedure done that my womb hadn't developed. So, it's something we've known for a very long time in my family that my womb hadn't grown, so there was no way it could support a pregnancy to full term. So when did you consider surrogacy for the first time? When did you mention to yeah. Sharon that you might ask her? Well, actually, it was her that mentioned it to me. Um, so as I said, I'd known quite young. So it was something she had said, like in the family, oh, well, if the time is right and if Mary meets the right person, um, I'll carry a baby for her out here, absolutely no problem. So like that, she's grown up with it as well, as a, as has everybody in my family. So it was a matter of meeting the right person, and uh, the right person came along. So when John and I got together, it was something that we discussed quite early in our relationship, because, you know, I wanted to let him know that this would be the way, if we were to have our own baby, that uh, my sister would have to carry the baby for us. What was John's reaction to that? You and, and Sharon had a lot of time to come to terms yeah, with this. Yeah. He, he was newer to the party. He was, yeah. Um, it, it didn't faze him, to be honest. It's kind of an awkward question to answer for me because it just seems second nature to us in our house. So, and John kind of took it like that as well. So mm. um, it just it just all fell into place for a very best. At what point then in the relationship did you decide, now is the time, Sharon, for me to take up your offer? Uh, was it just the fact that you decided now is the time you wanted to have children? Well, it's like, yeah, it's like that. I mean, John and I didn't get married for a while and we had a bit of a courtship. But then when we eventually tied the knot um, like that, we decided we would, you know, just see where things went. We, we had a bit of a honeymoon, all right. And then uh, we decided then that we would we'd uh, start the whole process and research more into surrogacy to see where it could and couldn't be done. So mm. that's when, you know, Sharon came to us and we spoke about it herself and her husband and ourselves. It was very much an open thing, as I said, Jonathan and the family. When you started looking at it properly then, when you decided mm-hmm. this is it, how difficult was it? Because we we have seen, apart from the ruling last week, mm-hmm. the Irish law, whatever about Irish medical practice, Irish law isn't geared up for this at all. Yeah. Well, one of the first things that we did, we sought legal advice, obviously, because we wanted to know if what we were going to do was going to be all above board. We didn't want um, a legal situation on our on our hands, if you like. So the fact that because there is no law surrounding surrogacy at the present, um, it's not illegal to do it. So once we knew that was the case, we were happy enough to proceed. So we were very fortunate. Um, I'm sure I can't mention the clinic we worked with, but we worked with um, an amazing person in Dublin who put us on the right track and we got a clinic who took us on and that's where we started the IVF process and the embryo transfer to Sharon. And it must have been a very anxious time, not just for you and for yeah. for John, but for Sharon as well. Did the IVF work? And then yeah. when you had the good news that it did work, you had to watch your sister going through yeah. a pregnancy with your baby. Yeah. Yeah. How strange was that? Um, the strange thing is, um, I have never ever seen myself or visualised myself pregnant. I don't know is that because so psychologically I've been brought up with this, but I've always seen myself with a child or children. Um, yeah, it, I mean, I'm sure if you ask Sharon, it, it certainly wasn't an easy process by no means, but it's one, if you asked her, she would say, why wouldn't I take a year out of my life to help my sister to have her own family, you know, if that's what we needed to do. 
Um, she's a very special person. It takes a special person to do exactly what she and her family have done for us. Yeah, absolutely, it does. Yeah, um, it really and just, does. Just bring us to the day when Lucy was born. Yeah, well, we were very, very fortunate. We had amazing support with our local hospital here in Donegal. And John and I were allowed to be present at Lucy Ann's birth. So, unreal. Can't describe it. When did you get to bring her home? And, and when did you start to think, well, hang on a second, this is my daughter. This yeah. is This is my girl. Well, you know, as I say, from the very beginning, Sharon, we, it was a very personal process because we were so involved as a family, John, Sharon and I. And, you know, we, like even from the very first day that we found out we were expecting Lucy, like Sharon did the pregnancy test and left it in the room for John and I to find out that we were pregnant before she did, if you understand what I'm saying. So she wanted us to feel like any other couple. So that was just amazing even to, you know, to experience all of that with somebody. We were, we've been to every scan. We were there when we detected Lucy's heartbeat. So it was a very personal process for us. And it's, you know, just a, it's just difficult to describe the words and the whole process that we've been through. But um, like that, Letter Kenny were very, very good and that I was allowed to stay in the hospital along with Sharon and Lucy. So that that was just amazing. So you could st- you stayed in the hospital yeah, after I, you, um, I'm with you, and and that yeah. you were an important part fr- oh, from the get go. So very much so, which was amazing and very important for me as well. Okay, you know, so um, yeah, just amazing. So l- let's just talk about the law now. Um, mm-hmm. You would have been absolutely hoping beyond hope, I would imagine that that ruling last week would have been upheld by the Supreme Court that would have meant that you could go down on Lucy's birth search as her mum as opposed to Sharon. Yeah. I mean, naturally, Jonathan, we're extremely disappointed, um, but at the same time not surprised because the law hasn't around uh, circumstances like this been updated in such a long time and it's something that requires to be done. Um, so I think from what I understand, um, the relevant ministers are going to put their heads together and uh, draft legislation surrounding surrogacy. Um, so at, at the moment, who's on Lucy's birth cert? Oh, well, I mean, under current Irish law, Sharon is on Lucy's birth certificate. And that's something that we knew from the very beginning. And John, my husband, is down on her birth cert. So, I mean, you could look at it from the other side of the coin as well. I mean, I'm Lucy's genetic mother. I'm rearing this little person, as so was my husband. And the other side to that coin is my sister is on a birth certificate uh, for a child she has no, no genetic link to and has no hand in raising. So it needs to be addressed. What do you say? There are people out there, some people who who still say that this is, that surrogacy shouldn't be acknowledged in this way, that the birth cert, the birth mum is the birth mum and that's mm. it. Mm. What do you say to them? Uh, well, in my own personal opinion, as I say, I can only talk about our particular set of circumstances. You know, the term out there, motherhood is always certain. You know, generally speaking, that is the case for a lot of couples who carry their own child. But in the case of surrogacy uh, situations, motherhood is not always certain. So, um, I mean, in the times that are in it, we were able to prove um, genetically who is the father through DNA. And in the same case for maternity testing, it's the same thing that can be done for mothers. So, you know, that's where we have to look at this from that point of view and, you know, determine who exactly is the genetic mother and who is raising this child. You know, so Lucy's rights have to be protected as much as my rights, obviously. 
you you believe Leo Varadkar when he says the law is being changed and will be changed before the end of the year, do you? Um, well, I, I hope so. I mean, uh, before the end of the year seems a bit soon because, I mean, we've been promised legislation before with the, with the previous minister, uh, Alan Shatter. So, uh, I mean, we're going to keep campaigning. I know other couples that are in the exact same situation as ourselves. So, I mean, something has to be done to address it, Jonathan. Lucy is a lovely girl by the sound of it. The very yes. best of luck to you and uh, to everybody as they're Mary McPhillamy. Thank you so much for taking our call. Okay, thank you, Jonathan. Bye now. Bye-bye. News Talk Lunchtime with Jonathan Healy. Thanks to Vodafone. Do business your way with Vodafone Red Business.